with the Talking Cowboys break. Now that's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Well, this is a little different today. Yeah, Derek's is there. Derek is not in the normal spot. That I will let you know that Mike is very clean because Jesse Holly brings his own Clorox wipes it's to the true. studio and does he actually does pulls he clean it afterwards. <laughs> he does or just before. Does no, he, he after does. after. Okay. Yeah, okay, I worked Perfect. with Jesse good. on the radio before. He uh, you yeah. want to follow Jesse after every show. Wait, yeah. does Mickey? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some uh, pizza breath working over there on wow. you. <laughs> we have a lot going on today and tomorrow. There's uh, the kickoff luncheon. There was practice last night. There's a game tomorrow. Mr. Jones made some comments. A lot to catch up on. So we are only doing one show because everybody's kind of all over the place. So we are doing Hanging with the Cowboys break. And we've got – I'm hosting for once there instead of Derek. So this go. is a little That's different, awesome. me being in this chair. I forgot talking. Hanging with the talking Cowboys break. Man, I did do that. It's okay. <laughs> Don't guys. worry about it. <laughs> Just keep rolling. Just, <laughs> Sorry, Eventually we'll get the football talk. <laughs> so we got Broadus. We got Derek Eagleton. Yeah. Nick Eatman. Hi. I am Shannon Gross. Caden is man in the board. William is man in the streams. And here we are. So where do you guys want to go first? We had practice last night. We had some comments Jerry made this morning. Where do, where should we take this? Probably it's all important. With, probably should go with the ball. I'm, the thinking, I'm yeah. thinking that's the big yeah. news right all now. All right. So yeah. Broadus, you were listening this morning to mm-hmm. the fan. What? Kind of sum up what Mr. Jones said on the fans. He's prepared to play without Ezekiel Elliott. He is. He's thinking this is a marathon. This is long term. Uh, You know, I'd rather have him fresh, ready to go if we have to at the end of the season. But he's clearly dug in. As Zeke is dug in, he's dug in. He's betting that Zeke won't miss game checks. Mm-hmm. That's what he's betting. And we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a game of will now. And I, I I know Jerry Jones. I think everybody in this room knows Jerry Jones. His will is a lot stronger than a lot of people's will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a reason why he's had the successes that he has. Because he has vision and he understands that, okay, if I have to wait you out, I'll wait you out. And I have no problem with that. So, yeah, he's uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, they feel good enough about uh, Tony Pollard that going forward. And, and if they have to, they'll play with Tony Pollard and, and keep going. And he's negotiating. He's doing yeah. it right through the media like they've done all year, I mean, yeah. all offseason and training camp and all that. So I think this is a big a part of it. I'm not saying that I disagree with what Jerry's saying, but I also think he's making sure that Zeke and his agent hears exactly what he's saying. You know, is this funny, though, the, the narrative that we heard the first meeting there in Oxnard some 30 days ago that – we're not going to negotiate in the media. We're not going to. This is the last time we're going to talk about it. And this, it's been really the total opposite. <laughs> there's been, there's been information here. There's been information here. The owner goes on and says, "Well, wait a minute." And Nick makes a very good point. Is yeah, there, for some organization that said we're not going to talk about this anymore, they're talking about it a lot. Yeah, and yeah. that's. Uh, I think that's uh, that again. Send a message to that agent. Yeah, I think people need to realize. And I, I was telling you guys before the show, I'd heard a couple of national shows where they said Jerry has no choice but to capitulate in this instance before you get to the game because they can't afford to not have Zeke. Yeah. And I'm thinking, y'all don't know Jerry very well. Right. One thing I know about working with the Jones family, they are some hard negotiators. Like they are not like when you get into a negotiation with them. They're going to negotiate hard. Yes. And in this instance, they feel like they have all the leverage. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing about a negotiation. It's about how much leverage do you have and how much leverage can you apply. And the only leverage that Zeke has really is, can you win without me? Right. They look at this situation and they say, hey, we got this young kid who's looking pretty good. Right. And, by the way, our defense looks pretty good. And we think our quarterbacks 
better than he was last year. So they start looking at all that, and they like, yeah, we'll take a chance on this. And if we happen to win, whatever leverage he thought he had, gone. completely gone. Mm-hmm. So to them, I, I would look at this, if I'm if I'm in their shoes, I would look at, look at this as this is a very calculated risk to take, but if it works out, it changes the whole negotiation of, of the deal that he wants and what he's asking for because he loses every bit of leverage that he might have at this point. Well, it also sets precedence for other deals. You want to hold out on us, we'll keep drafting yeah. players. We'll keep playing. Because you we'll, got a couple yeah. big ones coming up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just keep going on. And if, you, and if you can basically wait out one of your best players – it the other guys go man they they look what they did to Zeke and they flip it over yeah. to Jalen and they're yeah. like huh maybe yeah. I'll do what Jalen did <laughs> well <laughs> you know, see but take see, that deal Jaylen, early yeah but all our shows have, I think have been really consistent about talking about oh wait a minute the Cowboys are willing to do deals if you're willing to come in and work mm-hmm. with them it's not like you know Stephen Jones Jerry Jones have always said we're not going to set market here we're going to pay what we can pay yeah. and, and and we're going to move on and. But they've been very consistent about also telling us that, listen, doors open. You just got to come in and work with us. Yeah. And hey, yeah. like I said, I think, Nick, I, said, I think you said on your show the other day about, you know, Jalen's going to come back in a couple of years and go, wait a minute, I'm playing better than this contract. He's going <laughs> to yeah. get paid. He's going to keep, you know, it, this is not the end of, yeah. oh, Jalen's a great guy. Yeah. This is Jalen just saw an opportunity to get some cash now, and then like, whoa, wait a minute! Now I could do. I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm playing better than Vanderesh. I'm helping the defense. You know, yeah. And this is this is clearly a calculated move on his part. Yeah. And Nate Nate on our show last week, he kind of called this. He he's been in that room with Jerry. He's he's seen these negotiations over years. He actually said. I think he's dug in. He said, yeah. I, "I can hear it in his voice." And yeah. if you read between the lines, he's he's making a stand, and he's he's like, "I think, I think he's not moving on this one." So, looks like that's happening. You know, the interesting thing, I wish I wish we knew what the hangup points were because mm-hmm. I, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show, Nick. If you remember, uh, we were talking about kind of where where the top guys are, particularly Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, with regard to their their average salary. Um, and their guarantees. And the yeah. only big difference was the guarantees. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were pretty close in average salary. Uh, but when you start talking about the guarantees, I think it was like, I want to say it was almost $20 million difference in guarantees. And I wonder if the sticking point in this whole thing is the Cowboys saying, yeah, we'll make you the highest average salary. We'll get above that $14 million that that girl is getting. We'll give you fourteen five, whatever that number is, right? We're just not willing to guarantee up to where, where Gurley was guaranteed. If that is the sticking point, I'm having a hard time with why Zeke feels would feel so much like he should get those higher guarantees because everything about what he's been so far with the Cowboys suggests that he should be willing to say, "Hey, make me give me the money, but if if things don't work out, if I screw this thing up, I shouldn't have that guarantee." You're asking for common sense here, but, yeah. but I'm saying though, no, I'm that's, saying, that's I'm saying when point. you're in a negotiation, yeah. you have to kind of think about, okay, I, I understand certain points of what I really want to get. But also, I got to be realistic, and in this instance, I think that's a point that's hard to argue for him. It's hard; it would be hard. And again, this is an assumption that maybe that's mm-hmm. the sticking point. But if it is, I honestly don't understand how he and his agent could make that argument that he should be making girly guarantees instead of closer to Le'Veon. But if I'm the so, agent, good point. if I'm the agent, I know Zeke is one accusation. Not he doesn't have to do anything. Absolutely, one accusation away from my my paycheck and my livelihood for the next there five to ten years. If there I'm the go. agent, I want all that money up front. But because if he gets accused, he may be out of the league. And then and then you sit here as Jerry and said, "All right, he's one accusation away from from all of that happening. He could be out of the league." So 
Right. The Cowboys will right. use that negotiation right back, back at, at him. him. Yeah, and exactly say, right. But see, that's what this morning though. Jerry said that that doesn't bother him, and I, you know, that you kind of go, okay, it, yeah, how can it not? I mean, mm. you're the one that's you know, you've 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 you even went after the commissioner to try and protect Zeke is what mm-hmm. you did. So he has to understand that you know, yeah, you're you're one acquisition acquisition away or one punch in the face of somebody or one push or whatever mm-hmm. from being out of this league. Again, you put your fate in the commissioner's hands, you know no telling what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And and Zeke's done that far too much. Yeah. Do you think do you guys think him being in Cabo whether that's the agent trying to keep him away or him being away has has affected these negotiations at all? Yes. According yep. to Jerry, it has. Yes. I mean, Jerry said this morning it's it's easier when it's easier to get these kinds of deals done when the player is there with you and you're having some face to face conversations rather yep. than always going through the agent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and I do believe you know you you sit down with a guy over a beer and you just really start talking about what's important to you, what's important to me. Let's figure out a deal. And sometimes that gets it done more than having the attorneys talk, because when the attorneys talk, they got a whole different agenda. Right. We we saw what we saw what yeah, we saw what face to face does for Lawrence. You know, it's like, listen, I'm tired of this, you know, and I you know, I I think there's I think there's more problems with the the agent than there is with the player. Mm. Me personally. I really do, and I feel like though that, you know, that it's going to get to a point where if the holdout goes into the season, Zeke's going to have to look, and maybe even Zeke's family, as far as how involved they get, are going to look at this and say, "What are we doing here? Are we really? Is this really the best thing for us right now?" Mm-hmm. You know, and the agent's going to have to answer some tough questions. I mean, he he is he's going to have to be put on notice by that family and by Zeke that. Okay, I'm I'm doing this for the best interest of you, but really, is it the best interest? I think that's that's yeah. that's something that's going to come up here in the next uh, few weeks if Zeke continues to sit. You know, one one thing too that the Cowboys, you know, you talk about not wanting to set the market. Some teams do that, and I don't know for years the Raiders used to do that, and yeah. they, they would sign players <laughs> yeah. at this ridiculous number, and now all of a sudden everybody's targeting that. And I guarantee you the Rams look at what happened with Gurley, and they probably don't like the deal, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys don't like the deal either. So therefore. Or why should I have to top this bad deal and give you this money? This is fair money right here. I I don't have to pay Gurley that money. He's limping yeah. around in the Super Bowl making that, that kind of money. That's not good a good deal. So why should I have to best it? There's plenty of deals around the league where you know when guys get drafted or you know signed or whatever, and you're going, God, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure they're doing the same thing sitting there when some of the stuff we were doing in the early 2000s. They're going, what are they doing over there? You know, kind of a thing. But yeah, you know, just because somebody made a bad deal doesn't mean you have to make a bad deal too. To Nick's point, you know, they look at the they look at the numbers, and sometimes you can see creative ways to make deals. Yeah. You could say, okay, yeah, I get it. That's 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 a good that's a good way to do it. And other times, like. What? What, what? what? Why would you do that? And I think in this case, the Gurley deal has a lot to do with that. What? Why would you do it that way? Kind of a thing. And I honestly think they believe that the Le'Veon Bell deal actually reset the market because I think that was the market correction. You get the Gurley deal; it was way out there. I think the Le'Veon Bell deal came, and in their opinion, that reset the market and righted the market and said, "Hey, this deal is out of whack." This is more where it should be, and I think that's where they're negotiating from. Is that's the deal that really is the market setter, not necessarily the girly deal. The what, girly deal is an outlier, I think, the way they look at yeah, it. Yeah, but if they did, if they looked at the girly numbers 
and said, okay, we're okay with the girly numbers itself, but we're not okay with the guarantee. Right. Is are, are they really using the bell numbers, or are they using the girly numbers? I think they're using the guarantees of the bell number. That's okay. The guarantees. That's okay, what I would. Gu- I would yeah, guess they're, yeah, they're willing yeah. to say, "Hey, the guarantees of the bell deal is probably closer to what this thing should be." I mean, you're talking. I want to say girly was like 47 million guarantees, something like would, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you're more like about 27 with bell. I mean, it was yeah. it was a lot cheaper in as far as guarantees are concerned. And I think they look at it and say that reset the market. The girly deal was out of whack. We're not going there. That Bell deal is more we're negotiating on, and I think Zeke is looking at it as we want Gurley plus some, right? Mm-hmm. We not only are we taking the Gurley deal, we want more on top of that because we want to be truly compensated as the best running back in the NFL. Nice watch, by the way, Broadus. That's Thank a you. big watch. Can't see the. I mean, you're yeah. a big man, but that's a big. Thank you. Watch. What kind of watch is that? Invicta. Oh, yeah. that sounds real fancy. It used to be too. a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just can't see the face. That's my problem. I, mean, I can't. You need a magnifying glass. I, I, yeah, so you can. What's that guy? Who was the guy who used to wear the the, the clock around his neck? Flavor Flav. Yeah, yeah. Flav. That needs to be me. Yeah, kind of is. That needs to be me. Keep losing weight. That's going to happen. I'm trying. I'm trying. How many pounds are you now? Now uh, about 35. Soda. Yeah, wait for it. Good job. State of the art. Damn. Funny yep. thing is, I saw somebody say on on Twitter the other day. You got a picture up there, and they were like. Broadus is just withering away. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, well, it's, he's it's, losing a lot of weight here. It's funny. I'm, I'm losing, I'm, but I'm growing my hair. Have you noticed, Derek? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. Hey, I'm we're going to go all. In. We're going all in. We're going all in with the hair. I'm going Larry David style. I am going Larry David style. I might look like Ben Franklin when this is all said. <laughs> I, hope so. hilarious. I hope so. I will continental Congress here. I can. <laughs> all right. Before we move on from Z, does yeah. he miss miss games? Go around the table. Nick, no, no. Derek, I'm starting to think yes, yes. Broadest. Man, I've been on the table for no the whole time, flip flop now, and I think that he will. But man, I just oh, he's not going to miss game <laughs> checks. He's not going to miss game checks. No. See, I, I don't, I don't think he should. I just think I think this is one of those situations where you got two strong-willed people. Oh no, he, and, and I think because you're not of that, be wrong. I think because of that, they're going to be in this stalemate. And I just, I just think this thing's going to go down to a point where we're going to get to next Thursday, next Friday, and we're going to be like. Oh well. Oh, it's here the same, we go. It's the won. same thing that we dealt with when he was getting suspended. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he's playing. Yeah. No, he's no. What's going on? Are we going to have the attorneys court on these shows yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah, all that. We started learning about legal jargon and stuff like that. I there's I flip. I don't like to flip flop. I don't like to ride defense. I've been on. He's not missing games. But I think that Derek is going to be right about this. I do. I just. I and I just. I'm going to keep saying that he's not going to miss checks. He's not going to miss checks. And then until he doesn't show up. But that's. I. That's. I. I'm kind of leaning that way too. What's the latest he could show up next week and still be a factor in the game? Saturday. <laughs> kind of like getting on the plane going to Oxnard. Yeah. Is he coming? Is he, he, coming? Know, he, he just coming? shows up at AT&T Stadium on Sunday morning, yeah. and it's like, get him a suit. I, I was, get him, I was, get him, expect, get him I was expecting him to come jogging out uh, yesterday, last <laughs> night. We were practicing, just show up on the field. No, but he. let's remember this. This holdout has not been like Le'Veon Bell's where he missed the whole entire off-seasons and the OTAs right. and all that. He took every single rep that they threw out there, and it was what they call installation period. Mm-hmm. They're still running plays that Ezekiel Elliott runs 38, 37, 32. Oh, wait, we're going to throw a screen. Okay. Now you can figure out, okay, hey, Zeke, by the way, we're going to put this new little number 36 in the backfield with you. We want you to blitz pickup. We're going to throw him the ball. You know, I mean, there's there's things that he's going to have to learn, but yeah. he he could literally he could show up and you can hand the ball to him 25 times and I think he'd be all right. Let me ask this question. Do you guys think that because 
because he missed all of training camp and the Cowboys were able to see a ton of Tony Pollard with the number one uh, offense, as well as see him in the preseason for the limited snaps that the number one offense yeah. was out there. Yeah. Do you think that even when Zeke comes back, it changes the dynamic of how much they use Zeke versus Pollard because now they've seen something from Pollard that maybe they like. I think Kellen Moore's excited about having both of them in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, I really do. I think he's going to find ways. But yeah, you know, maybe this will save some of the wear and tear when right. we start talking about Decrease week, some thir- of the touches week thirteen. And Nick, kind of, I'm listening to his show while I'm walking, <laughs> and Nick goes. You know, Zeke looks like he's really beat up, banged up. I don't know if he's really he's I don't know how he's answering the bell each week. Now it's like yeah. Zeke, you know, he no no training camp basically. Mm-hmm. Not basically, no training camp. And then you have a back that looks that can keep him fresh. This this might be exactly what they need. Right, hopefully, yeah. when he comes out of the game and Rod Smith would come in, everybody's like, "Oh man, you <laughs> get know? Zeke back out there." Yeah, yeah, like how many? How long we got to do this? Like how many series? <laughs> I think Pollard will be able to be out there a little bit more. Well, yeah. uh, too, this is going to be interesting to see what happens. And obviously, that interesting. This is going to be that for we don't know what what kind of game Kellen Moore is going to call. We really don't. Yeah, we, you know, it, you know, Scott Linehan. It was like. Run, run, pass, run, pass, run. You know, I mean, we were kind of, you know, we kind of got into a mode. With Kellen, we really don't know. We, mm-hmm. we just don't know. He might just come out winging it, play action right off the bat. Or he might just say, you know what? I don't have Zeke. I'm going to have to uh, time my runs, but I'm going to put this on Prescott's back. The reason why I ask that question is because um, now I, I start to wonder, does that affect how the Cowboys are willing to negotiate his contract? Because if they're feeling like, Hey, we're actually about to use you a little less. And that doesn't mean he's not going to be a part of game plan by any means. He's going to be the primary back. But if they're seeing a scenario where, hey, we think we can get this other guy in here a little bit more, and our team is going to be less dependent on you as the single runner for this team, does that change the dynamic of how much you're willing to pay that guy? If you're thinking about, we got to pay a quarterback, we got to pay a receiver, we got Van Der Esch coming up a couple years down the road. We're gonna have to figure out the because at some point you gotta you gotta you know, re up some of these other young guys that are coming through. What do you do with Cheetah Bay? I mean, there are other guys that are gonna be coming along. It makes you kind of reevaluate maybe that. And do they then whatever offer they may have on the table? Do they take that thing off the table yeah, and say at this very point, well could be. Yeah. hey, we're renegotiating this thing? And and so there's a little bit of danger there for. And I talked about this a earlier. There's a little bit of danger there for Zeke and his camp because if he decides that he wants to try this with the games and they actually confirm. That Pollard is pretty good in there with the ones playing as a starter. Even when Zeke comes back, it may drastically change how they look at Zeke as far as what he means to this offense. Well, but if he comes back, I mean, how does he come back? Does he come back with a new deal that's got all these guarantees? Well, that's my, no, that's my point, though, is if, if he misses a game or two and Pollard plays really well, then maybe the Cowboys think about it from a standpoint of, we're not even willing to pay you what we were willing to pay you before. The deal's off the table. Right, the deal's off the table. We, Once we you wanna... leave the Shark Tank, you know, things change. Right, it changes, right? I mean, yeah. they may say they may say, "Hey, we'll give you we'll give you that that average that you want, but we only want to do a 3-year deal." Yeah. Right? Because we might think that at, you know, another 3 years, you might be a, closer to be toward the end of your career and this guy's going to be just taking off and we're going to have to pay him, right? So I just think there's a lot to think about for Zeke and his camp with regards to holding out over games. Have you do you feel like that you would can you can you play without Zeke or can you play without Amari Cooper? Have you proven that right already? now? Yeah. Well, you, I, I feel you didn't I do feel, very good winning without either one. Of I, them feel, last year. I feel more comfortable playing without Zeke. I know that sounds crazy. I feel more comfortable right now yeah. playing without Zeke than I do fan because playing of Pollard. Amari Cooper. Because of Pollard. Okay. Now if they wouldn't have drafted Pollard if it was Alfred would, Morris. They would, I would be in be a like, ton yeah. of trouble right now. Yeah. yeah. But and let's also be clear. 
where Tony Pollard, Pollard hasn't emerged. done it in a regular season sure. and hasn't done it over yeah. an entire game. Oh. Like he's just done a couple, you know, a series hey. or two. That's that's it. The right? folks on Periscope are saying right now they don't think Pollard can get Zeke's numbers. We don't know. All no. we know is what we've seen, right? And it's been oh, very it just, limited. It just went straight no. Did you? I don't think he could get the. You know, you mean Zeke's like rushing totals? Yeah, on yeah, rushing, that now. yeah. Like I said, two thousand yards. That's what you have right there. That was two thousand and one like, yards last year. But but let's also be clear. I'm, he doesn't necessarily have to do that in order to be a, an effective uh, running back. I talked about it the other day on the show. Look at, at at McCaffrey and what he does out in Carolina. Right. That kind of running back that's going to give you seventy yards rushing. 70 yards receiving, there you go. and a touchdown or two, yeah, that go. can be just as effective as a guy that's going to give you 140 yards on the ground and only 15, 20 yards yeah. receiving. Especially, right? especially in a PPR league. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely in a PPR league. But, but my point is, I, I think there are different ways to do it to be effective as a running back. Tony Pollard won't do it like Zeke. He's not the same kind of running yeah. back. But there's a way to make him effective in the NFL. We've okay. seen it done before. This is not something that would be new and different in the NFL. But on third and one, when he gets hit in the backfield, is he going to still extend the ball, carry four guys and get the first down in the fourth quarter or is he going to just go down? What I know is in short yardage last year, Zeke Zeke wasn't great. Like we didn't have, that was a problem last year. Did we not talk about that? When he was in they were on those short yardage situations trying to get into the end zone they weren't great. In, their, in the red zone. Yeah, they weren't yeah. great. I think, right? I think some of the issues too with Suafilo and Looney and right. no point of attack blocking tight end I so, think those were some issues right, there, so too. So the point was, even with with the offensive line, if the offensive line sure. wasn't playing at an optimal Compromise, level, it, wasn't like, it yeah. wasn't like Zeke was going to be able to all of a sudden have four guys on him and still yeah. get the first down. Yeah. That, that wasn't the case. you got your offensive line back now because you got Frederick back. You hope that he's back to close to being what he was. With all that said, does the offensive line create the right kind of opportunities for Pollard to be successful? Well, I think Pollard is drafted to be a complimentary back, and I think that's what exactly what he needs to be. If you try to make him anything more than that, I, I just don't think it's gonna. It's not going to be Zeke. He's not a workhorse back. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, you might be able to get through a game or two, but I just don't. I don't think it's going to be a situation where you're going to. He's just going to be your featured back now. I don't. With a better we'll defense, you can get by with Tony Pollard, right? Do you think your defense? I mean, that's you, part you have, of it. Do you I have hope to. So. Yeah, I think the defense is the most improved thing on this team. I think it's the best thing they do, honestly. Yeah, I think that when we finish the season, I think the defense will be the thing that we say that's the best thing that they do as a team. You, you have a, a legit opportunity this year to have a top five defense and a top ten offense. I think. I think both sides of the ball from what we've seen, the tools you have. That's you get fair. Zeke back. I think I'll you, take you a can top five scoring defense myself. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And th- this whole Zeke thing might wind up being a blessing in disguise. Zeke misses camp. He's fresh. He comes in. You got first team we reps with Pollard. In. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got first team reps with Pollard. So now you know. You know, mm-hmm. if Zeke was there, you wouldn't have seen all this. You wouldn't know that. Hey, this this is a legitimate. We think we got a legitimate mm-hmm. back. Tony's injury was a Tony Romo's injury was a blessing. <laughs> this guy yeah. uh, was for everybody but Tony. <laughs> right, got broken half. Well, I tell you what, they gave up on that quick. That could be they a did. deep blue in the future. They quickly Maybe. gave up on it. You're right about they that. They did blessings in disguise. <laughs> There's your title. Let's take a break real quick. Speaking of deep blue, got one of those coming out soon yeah. too, don't we? Tomorrow. Yeah, Brian's gonna hate it. I just finished watching yeah. it. Yeah. Did you? Brian's on it. I'm on it. He's gonna hate it. What is it? Let's talk so, about it when we come back. Okay. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about man. We might have to go an hour. Game practice, cuts. We got all kind of stuff. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Talking Cowboys break. (laughs) While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. 
That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single-game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. That's a mouthful. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Joining Dallas Cowboys United for only 20 bucks and get an exclusive Dallas Cowboys United fan pack and member benefits. Go to the website. Go to DallasCowboys.com. Find the United page. Join it now. Do yeah. it. Do it. You are so Duck Dynasty. Something now, else you need to do tomorrow. You what? are so what? Duck Dynasty. What? Nice shirt, Nick. Nice ear pods, Derek. What? <laughs> That's all I can compliment you on because, I mean, Nick's got a great shirt. He's got a great watch. You you don't have to you have me. You Trust have to me, I'm today. good. Where's the jacket today? I don't use a jacket anymore. I heard you had meat sweats the other day. I did. <laughs> it got hot in here, and I was like, I'm bad. never wearing a jacket in here ever again. Because they've jacked up. Somebody didn't tell me. They've jacked up hey. the lights in here. Somebody's done something to make and, it hotter in here. And you make me do 18 hours of draft coverage in here. <laughs> I know. In April. It's like, a, it's like okay, we're, we're pick two, 16. Make sure Bronson doesn't like, do it shirtless with a I, Miller Lite stencil I'm, I'm, on his chest. No. I'm totally delirious in here and yeah you got the meat sweats the other no, day the worst thing is this time of year is so hot outside it doesn't take long yeah. to get going and it was hot in here that day it and was nick, warm. nick was like that yesterday you I were know. like it's a little warm in here he started wipe, wiping his brow i was like all right here we yeah. go people are saying pollard hasn't run against anything but second and third string defenses hey it's all good that's fine why are fans so bitter are I mean, they i mean they're kind of bitter people aren't they <laughs> I don't think Do you so. Find I find that I think they just got they got their own opinions, and that's okay. I mean, I, the one I mean, thing why? I've learned is that they they have their own opinions, and they want to throw them out there. And social media gives them the venue. Sure, to do it does. It. Let so, me ask you, you know, but that's not but, an opinion that he didn't run against Aaron Donald and the Rams. He didn't do that, and he did against JJ Watt, and he yeah. got stuffed a couple times back sure. there. He still made some nice plays he in did. that game. Sure, he did. So. 
Yeah, okay. I, we all know he hasn't done it. I think he's got talent. The the issue is until we see it, everybody's not going to be convinced. And to be honest with you, it's going to have to show it over more than just one game in order for everybody to be convinced. Sure. But I think I've seen enough to where I'm at least intrigued, and that's what me and Dave were talking about the other day on the show. We both will be intrigued to see this now because he's shown enough to where I would love to see how they can use him, especially in an offense like what I think Kellen Moore is gonna gonna create. I I, I would love to see him in that offense because I do think there's something in those kind of running backs and using them in the wide open, spread out type offenses. I think mm-hmm. there's some things you can do with those guys that that I think he'd be really good for. You know, yeah. Deep Blue that we were talking about. Yeah. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, what is it? It is called The Late Hit, and it's on Roy Williams, the safety, and his career uh, with the Cowboys and, and being drafted you know, from Oklahoma, being drafted here as a dynamic, game-changing player, and he changed the game. He just didn't change it in the way that everyone thought he would. Uh, obviously, the rules, and, and, and now that um, the horse collar rules and things that, that he was a big part of, uh, the game today is completely different, and he's a reason why. Uh, but man, he was fun to watch, unless you were a receiver going over the middle, but um, or on the sideline. Really, the story is the reason why it's called the, the late hit is it, if you put him in the seventies, eighties, nineties, he's probably a Hall of Fame player. Darren mm-hmm. Woodson says that. Brian's on camera saying yeah. that, and and people believe that. And I think you know it was Rich Dyrimple, the Cowboys PR director. He said you know he was the next Ronnie Lott. They just NFL didn't want Ronnie Lott anymore. Lot there was Lott. There was Atwater. Was Roy the last of the big hitting safeties? I know I he mean, was in that era, but was he probably one of the last well, ones? You know those guys. I mean John Lynch and Dawkins, and those guys mm-hmm. still hit. Yeah. And, and yep. you know, guy at the Redskins. That yeah, passed Sean, away. Taylor, Sean Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he even said it in the documentary. Roy says, "I if I to, in today's game, I'd be playing for free. Yeah, because I get <laughs> I get fined every every minute. Yeah. So he, he was such a uh, unique athlete for a big man. And what happened to him though? It, and it's a shame that he lost his thought about how to play coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was like all of a sudden he you could tell he just did want, not want to be embarrassed anymore by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing you talk about with, you know, the hitting part and all that, which was tremendous. And, you know, they took that element of his game. But all of a, now he's like he goes from, okay, I'm a big hitter. Wait, I've got to play coverage now. And that was that. And he became a liability in that to the point where – there would be days at practice where I wouldn't even see him do one-on-ones, where he just did not like the compete period that they do out here with the one-on-one stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it would drive him. That that would be anxietyville for him. And uh, but yeah, he's just an incredible player. When you watched him, studied him, drafted him. I mean, it's incredible how we actually drafted him. I, I think you have to watch the mm-hmm. the documentary yeah. itself because it, it came down to. It's one of the great stories in my draft day experience of Jerry Jones having two general managers on the phone at the same time and getting one to admit or get them to admit who they were going to take. You never get that in a war room, mm-hmm. never in that situation. That just shows you what Jerry Jones can do. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he got him. He says, hey, listen, boys, you know, this is kind of where we're at. and Let's do what we have to do. So, yeah, it's, it's totally worth watching this documentary. Just to clarify, the reason why I said Brian's going to hate it is because we filmed it about a couple months ago, and oh. that's before Soda got after <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> He's not going to like it because okay. it's like, nah, he's like 35 it's, 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 it's a great story. Yeah. It is a great story. 
story, and we didn't at that time. We didn't have a lot of great stories. We we didn't do a very good job with player. Value. He was your marquee player because that's when a, I came in and I was, worked on the merch side, and yeah. that was the only guy we could sell his jersey. Was thirty? You didn't have any offensive yeah, guys. We, yeah, when you're five and eleven, you don't have a lot yeah, of guys. We really struggled. No, we struggled, yeah. and it was it was a, there was a lot going on at that time, and you know we had to try and find something, and it kind of led towards Parcells coming in. Well, not kind of. He did come in. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a fascinating story because we did we had a lot of problems evaluating players and finding the right one, and he was the right one. It's just a shame that, mm-hmm. like Nick said, and Derek, that the league took away his his main strength. Let yeah. me let me say this too about Roy, and if there was a player over the, my twenty years here that I've maybe had a couple <laughs> of run-ins with, it would be Roy. You know, um, there, he he didn't really grasp the. DallasCowboys.com as of being media. Are you are you with us? Or are you not? Yeah. Are you on our team bus? Or are you you know literally? Or, or are you <laughs> on, are on the plane? <laughs> or are you riding against us? You know. And so that's where he didn't really understand. But we had a long talk one time in Oxnard. I think you were checking on me a few times to yeah. see if I was okay because it was a long talk <laughs> out there on that I field. I was kind of worried. I yeah. was worried about Nick. Yeah. But um, to say that now you know we've come full circle and we did we've done this and. He has been the most accommodating player that I have worked with in any of these deep blues. Mm-hmm. It has been f- unbelievable the stuff that he's given us for as far as tapes and memorabilia and things to go through, and 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 he's been so accommodating. It, it's been unbelievable. So, and he said it. He said it because I told him I was like, you know, there's there's a negative tone about you, but we're not trying to go that route. He said, you do the documentary your way. Oh wow, you do it your way, and I'm gonna love it. And I appreciate yeah, it. He and was, he has been. I went uh, went to Oklahoma's workout a couple of years ago for Joe Mixon and that group, and he was there. And he came up, and he couldn't have been like Nick said more, you know, more nice and gracious. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, when are you not going to go fishing?" Mm-hmm. And I would have never ever thought that he would ever want to go fishing with me. But he's like, "No, I hear you fish. Where you go? You know all that." So yeah, it's great. And, and like I said, it's a great story. Yeah, it, it is a great story. It's a shame that it kind of came. It came to the end the way it did. Because he could have been a tremendous player. He he was a tremendous player. Yeah. He just it, it's, his career wasn't nearly long enough. Yeah. I saw uh, Broadus is in it. Woody's in it. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else is in? Um, Andre Gerard is in it. He Stoops. was he was drafted in there. Yeah, Bob Stoops, Stoops. went to his mansion house and uh, in Norman. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> house. They, you said Campo uh, came up to, to training camp and we got to interview him yeah. and um, you know Brian, uh, Will McClay, some uh, Chris Hall, some scouts yeah. uh, that were there. Some of them that were in the war room for that yeah. crazy time Keith that Brian Davis. talked about. Keith Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Keith was there. <laughs> we're going to do a documentary on him, too. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to do something on him. Oh, yeah. He's got a great story. How many times did he get shot? I don't Four. know, but enough. Twice, Twice. I know of. <laughs> I think we know of. <laughs> I've there's asked some great, him this. There's I've some great stories about before. Keith Davis. And, and I that. said, you've been shot twice. Yeah. Two, two different, like, actually four times. Like, twice on each time. And I said... How many times have you been shot at? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he played with a bullet in his body. <laughs> don't know uh, how many times yeah. you've been shot at. That's yeah. a story, right? That's yeah. a story. The late hit tomorrow, two o'clock, yeah. right? Website, all of our social channels. It'll go live, and then you can catch it on demand after. So worth worth checking out. Thanks. So. Who worked on it with you? You and uh, Steve Sullivan uh-huh. and um, 
uh, Alex Lilly worked on it from in the back, but but Steve Sullivan, who's who's been worked for NFL Films for years, he's done a lot of these documentaries. He's done Tyrone Crawford one uh, mm-hmm. that with that you were a part of. That was of. Emmy nominated. Emmy nominated. Yep. Dang, we didn't get it. Did we? Now you know what? I really didn't care. I was just happy to be in the room. But getting now. that close, I'm like, I got. I want one. Yeah, you want, I want one? one. Yeah, All right. I want one. Well, let's go get it. Keep I'm ready. Let's go one, get it. You're the only Keith one Davis, have right? One. <laughs> I'm the only one on the show that doesn't. Damn it! Nah, I'm the only one on our show. I got two former players that played for the Cowboy, but Cowboys. I got Kurt that's that's won an Emmy now. Yeah. Douglas that's been on a, a station that's won a Marconi, and yeah. me. Yeah. I got to do something. And you're hosting. sticking you're out hosting. here. Yeah. And you're hosting. What does that say for our production yeah. value? Uh, our social. <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Hey, our social Thanks, team was two years ago that you guys were in the room. Two or three, the Sports Business Journal, best, yeah. in, best in sports social media. With we, Jerry. Well, that was yeah. a nice little trip. That was we got nice to get trip. on the plane and yeah. take the take The, private the more jet. I think about that, the more I think it was kind of a pity thing. Like, we're honoring Jerry for, like, all-time achievement award. What can we how can we get the Cowboys involved so he can have nah. social media? Team? Yeah, social no, media. Let's throw him no, in there. don't do that to yourself. I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's, we got about – we were going to go 30 minutes, but I'm thinking maybe we at least go 45, maybe an that's, hour. That's Is it fine. worth even talking about practice last night? Anything happen? Do we need to do that? Yeah, you got you got a lot of guys practicing okay. well. What and happened? It, yeah, you, uh, to me, and, and Scouts, I will be up here this in a little bit. Um, Wait, this it, was the last – Public practice, the last right? public practice, and, and nice crowds, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the, great the, turnout at the Ford Center there at the Star, and and so I did that right, didn't I? Ford Center. Yeah. Ford, Ford Center. Center. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the uh, I think the thing is you got you got Lawrence practicing now, uh-huh. and you've got Crawford practicing now. You got Jones practicing mm-hmm. now, corner. So which is great. Yeah. Great these guys. Yeah. These guys that are all getting involved. There was a lot of worry about Week One. But, man, these guys, they're looking good. I mean, as far as the movement and stuff like that, they're getting knocked around. They were in full pads a little bit. Byron Jones got to do some coverage stuff where he got to move and turn and stuff. So, Is he going to be ready week one? I, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. So he and looked good to you? He looked good to me. Yeah. He did look good. And, I, I, and I, I'm, I think that you know, he was actually running with the twos yesterday. Just to kind of, you know, they, they, I mean, these these corners have been doing great mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. You know, when you look at Brown, Brown had another really nice day. You know, Lewis, you know, Cheeto, I mean, Cheeto's been outstanding as well. So he's having to kind of work his way back in. But I'm I'm excited about this group. I'm excited about Byron Jones being out there. He looks good. He looks fit. Again, I said the movement was fine. We'll, we'll see how he practices next week and. Should be good to go. We got a chance to talk to Zach Martin as well. Zach was, you know, he he said his goal once again is to play 16 games. Last year he he missed his first two of his career. He said, you know, he didn't want that happening again. The goal all along was to get ready for this Giants game. He says he feels much better than he did in Oxnard. So he'll be out there. He'll be ready to go. But anytime you're dealing with these back injuries, you just hope that, you know, it's it's a managing process. I'm guessing by – Maybe they start the season like this, but I'm guessing by the time they're at that midway stride, he's probably going to be having some vet days during oh, yeah. the practice yeah. week oh, where he's not going to be out there practicing. There's going to be some Wednesday practices where we're standing out there, and there's going to be several of those guys. Yeah. That, you know, like Amari Cooper's probably going to be involved with that. And Tyron Smith. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the what's the latest on Tyron's back? Is there... I, I think it's it's one of those things where you guys are going to be on the road in week seven, and you're going to wake up in a hotel, and you're going to go... Oh wait, what 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 happened? You know, and you just never know with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know he's going to wake up in him one day and it's going to bother him, or he's going. to – Well, he just he looks so good. I mean, and yeah, I thought I, I thought I thought 
man, him, Malik Collins, those guys. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, he had a back flare-up. I'm like, okay, just when I think I don't want to live with this anymore, I'm living with it again. Yeah, because he said in the offseason he felt better than he's than he's ever felt. Yeah, that's then, what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he, he gets that's, that part. Point, that's a weird point about him, you know, that you just don't know. Like, say, week seven, week eight, you wake up, and you guys are somewhere on the road, and it's like he can't play because his back locked up yeah. on him. You know, it just yeah. comes and goes for him. That's the part about playing offensive line. No matter if your back feels great or not, at some point – because the back is not made to be torqued by a 300-pound man, right? And so part of playing offensive line is that you're going to get pushed back and you're going to be contorted and you're going to all those kinds of things. And eventually it's going to – if you already have back issues, eventually it's probably going to flare up when you're doing football stuff. Does Tyron Do people (laughs) push Tyron back? Good point. (laughs) When did that happen? I I will say this for the offensive line. If you want to see some positivity, though, uh, Travis Frederick is – each practice, Travis Frederick has gotten a little better. Each game, Travis Frederick has gotten a little better. So I think that's a good thing going forward into the season. I think that helps. Travis Frederick surely helps Connor Williams, mm-hmm. you know, and surely will help whoever ends up playing right guard. Hopefully, if, it's it's uh, Zach Martin playing. If right you guard. saw Travis Frederick walking around in the locker room last year, you yeah. would have never thought he'd be playing football. There's again. no question. No, nope. I mean no he question. just. No offense to him, but he was going through that. But he he looked like. A seventy-five-year-old man walking mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You could, you could tell his confidence. He had oh. no confidence. He, he just it, had it a just... he had a limp to him, and he mm-hmm. it, it was he was broken he, down. He, yeah, he was very broken so down. For him to come back physically and mentally to get to this point is yeah. amazing. So yeah. him well, starting, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What does that do with Looney? Is he going to a backup in three positions now? I think that's what you have to with this cut down. And they had a setback on Connor McGovern yesterday, by mm-hmm. the way. So now. I know we're putting out today our 53, which we we, we shot yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to kind of have some things. that McGovern we're, was on there. Yeah, McGovern was on. So kind of don't freak out if, if he, in fact, because, but, you know, they were, the plan was to get him through. Everything looked like, but he had a little bit of a setback. So we'll see. Uh, uh, I did Do you think he, maybe they consider IR? Is that what you're That's what I'm kind of considering. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing on the other end of it, though, they've got a better report about Luke Gifford, which is another guy mm-hmm. that we talked about. Luke Gifford being on the – he has to be on for one day, then they can release him and then put him on IR. But it sounds like that Luke Gifford – they might just go ahead and carry Luke just Gifford. Just carry him. Just carry him, and then McGovern now becomes the – guy who goes on you know you carry him and then on the one day and then have to put him on ir the next which means adam redmond you think could be adam redmond yes because we had suafilo making the team yeah me personally i don't know how you guys feel i I know our show had this discussion yesterday about the offensive tackle situation I, i don't feel as good about this offensive tackle situation as backups as I do, maybe the inside guys. So, yep. is that a position at 53? I mean, do you have assets that you can say, okay, we could trade this guy? I'm talking about trading good for good. I'm not talking about trading trash for trash. I, I'm, I'm trying to get a young, and maybe people don't give up young tackles. Maybe they don't. Maybe you have to find a guy that you have to develop a little bit. But I trust Mark Colombo to, to work with these guys. But I just wondered how you guys felt about the backup offensive tackle situation. So are you saying maybe, because this is something I was thinking about, and are you saying maybe you look at a guy like Xavier Suofilo and say, hey, if we can trade him for a pretty good tackle, that's worth a trade. Is that what you're getting at? Like, take some of the depth that you have on, in the interior and leverage that into trade better Joe depth. Thomas? On the, no. Not with Sean Lee okay. there. Because okay. uh, I don't, I don't trust his linebackers. Health. One of their deepest positions, yeah. right? Okay, would you trade? Would you trade one of those defensive ends? 
Do you have do you have a defensive end that you maybe get good for good? Yeah. And I'm not. I mean, maybe somebody. I don't think anybody really likes Taco. By the way, that's another one to keep an eye on. By the way, Taco and what's happening there. You know, with that situation, when you get down to the cuts. I mean, there's going to be a big discussion in that room about him. And Mickey, and that's why I enjoy being on the show right now because Mickey won't yell at me. <laughs> but you know, the, the, you know, Mickey will say, "Well, he's a guaranteed contract," you know, and, and no, but there's talk. There's talk yeah. there, even after the last game. Even after the last game. So, Would you trade Jordan Lewis? There you go. Now, now we're. I wouldn't, but. See, that's what I'm saying. But we've got to help ourselves at this tackle spot. We can't sit there and look at each other and think, "Oh, Jordan Lewis is our fourth corner. That's great. You know, super." But we're getting killed. We're having we're having a uh, we're having a Chaz Green moment over here on the left side because Tyron Smith can't dress. And oh, by the way, Lyle Collins gets nicked up now too. You know, I, I could see them moving now if they get beat up. If they get beat at tackle, it's it's going to be move Connor Williams outside. That's right. what it's going to be. I tell you, Brian is so good at like talking about a player without even mentioning his name, but. Obviously, Cam Fleming's. You're not having any confidence in Cam Fleming. <laughs> I don't know if I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and and, and we I'm, haven't I'm not, seen I'm not anything to make in training camp. I'm not trying to make Cam Fleming's mom and dad mad. I'm no. just saying though <laughs> that if you, if you know no we, phone we, calls, but please. we did, but we did. <laughs> That's have, a different show. <laughs> we did three minute, four minute conversation about Tyrant Smith and how we we're kind of worried about yeah. Tyrant Smith and, yeah. and what's going on there. I think if there if there's a position to go and look at to maybe claim somebody, I think they're looking at offensive linemen. I really do. Tackle and, especially. But, but yeah, but is somebody going to put somebody out there that – because the young kids they have, Campos and, and Hyatt, those guys need to be on the practice squad. And let's worry about those guys in 2020. Let's not worry about these guys right now. And Brandon Knight is not a tackle now. He's he a guard. was a tackle, yeah, but they play him at guard. I don't think they keep Brandon Knight either. Yeah. I don't. I think they've got veteran guys. Redmond, to me, can play center and guard. The thing I was hoping with McGovern is because he can play center and guard too, or also that maybe that he, that he'd be okay. But it just they've tried, and it, it's probably not going to work Let out. Let me throw a crazy one at you because you love this game, Brian. I love this. When you were throwing bar, names out. Barroom games. I don't would, get to play it on my would show. Would you trade this guy? He maybe. He's coming up for a deal next year. No telling how much he's going to cost you. Don't know if you can afford him or not. Probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now, but you got a lot of depth at corner. you got a lot of young corners that, that, that you could pay a lot less money. Would you trade Byron Jones for a stud at any position? Nope. nope. Not me. I, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Before he shut that down quick. Yeah, well, no, but here, here's why. It's because of the position. Anthony Brown? Yeah. You can never have Enough too many good yep. cornerbacks on a team. I because agree. I've seen situations where you go into a season and you're like, man, they got a lot of depth at corner. I agree. And all it takes is bam, bam, bam. But his and stock now is you never going to be higher than I get it is all right that, now. But I'll, get, I'll tell you this, too. Whatever you're going to get back, I don't think you're going to get back the value of what you really are mm-hmm. giving away. So you gave away a corner last year for a guard that didn't play it. Right. You're not going to you're not going to get a, a a Pro Bowl caliber tackle for Byron Jones, right? If you try to trade him right now, I don't think you're going to get a Pro Bowl caliber tackle. He's a Pro Bowl caliber corner. You would just I don't think, you would just rather have the, the third the round pick, pick in 2021. Give me the comp pick after he leaves, but for this year I'm taking all these corners, and that's why even with Jordan, I don't think I would make that move right now. Oh, okay, I'm afraid. Of, I'm afraid of giving away any of my good cornerbacks right now because I just know that that's a position you absolutely need, and you got some good and, ones. And by the way, if they can be what they've been so far during training camp, which is not just guys that can knock down passes, but guys that actually get turnovers, now you're talking about a whole different level of defense than what we've experienced with the Cowboys for a see, long time. I'm trying to get good for good. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this, this whole thing, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say that 
you know, if I if I give up somebody like Anthony Brown, say I just give up Anthony Brown, yeah, I, I expect quality in return. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm not going to sit there and say if some guy tries to flip you, oh, we'll give you Jake Campos. Say a team <laughs> gives you Jake Campos, yeah. and I evaluate Jake Campos, and I go, no, I, no, I won't do that. I, I, I'm with you about this. I think you have to be a little mindful that a you're not going to be able to pay all these guys. Mm-hmm. Right, that was my point. And B, you have some depth there. You really do mm-hmm. have some depth there. So you but would I also do think it? you have. But I also think you have depth. Why would you do it? Uh, which with Byron with, Jones with the right player, save but, me some money. But I, I, <laughs> I do think you are singing like a GM. I, I do think though that there are parts. Uh, there are other parts of this team that have depth that I'd be a little more comfortable with. The interior offensive line is one of them. I would be willing to look at a deal where if I could get. Uh, a pretty good tackle for Xavier Suofilo, mm-hmm. I would make that deal because I feel like I got more options in the interior part of my offensive line. Sure. I feel great about Joe Looney having to step in any one of those three spots, right? So I, I'm much more okay with that than I am with getting rid of a cornerback. And I just, I, I just don't. I, when you got a lot of good cornerbacks, keep them because the likelihood is that you will need all of them Trade at some Z. point this season. Hey, that's a whole different show. Here we go. Uh, that's a whole different show. We can go there, but that's a whole different show. All right, let's show. move on. That was a fun game. Uh, <laughs> I never get to do that on my show. We only have, <laughs> you know, oh, you get yelled at for that I one. I do. For I get, sure. Me, me, we sure. all get yelled at for that one. You know what? I want to bring you on our show. Yeah. And just let's – you bring games. Okay. The whole I, show I, we're going to play games. games. Actually, I, I missed that about having Brian on our yeah. show. It made it easy sometimes. Yeah. He'd be like, I got a game for you today. Yeah. I'm like, great. I don't have to prepare and, a show. Yeah, and he'll find a way to compare a linebacker and a receiver. And you're like, that's a Good comparison. Good comparison right? People it's on fun. Periscope hate me right now because I want to get rid of everybody. Yeah, okay, <laughs> they, they, they do. They just totally hate. And if you're going to get yell at me, spell my name right while you're getting rid of me. <laughs> Caden had one before we move on. Yeah, Crawford. Would you get rid of Crawford? Trade him. That's what I would consider. Yeah, I, I don't think they will, but that was one I, I would consider. Contract's a little bit more manageable to trade now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can you can do that. And Nick, you don't like that though, do you? Well, you know, I, not really. Um, I talked to him some yesterday, and and so he. He's just such a, a team leader. Like it, you just don't have to do that. You yeah. know, he's a good quality guy. And, and Marinelli said, "It's like he said when you go into a game and you have eight linemen dress, but Crawford is one of them. It's like having ten. Options. Yeah, because he can yeah. do so sure. many different things. And yeah. he said the versatility of that. He goes, not every guy is like that, but he's like that. And you know, he said he's going to play all over the place for us. So I don't know. I just don't know." If you're not saving that much money to do it. So yeah. I would say no. All right, moving on. Happy Hill Farm luncheons today. It's the kickoff right. luncheons where everybody gets their off-season awards. That's going on at the stadium. There will probably be some stories coming out of that. Games tomorrow. Is this team set, or does this game matter at all? Do, do, is this, are there any more practices? Not before cuts, no. right? Practice practices practices are done. This is the last chance they get a chance to impress. Can someone make this roster on the, yes. with this game. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yes. and we've seen a couple years ago, I've seen a guy get off the roster. The cornerback, right? Yeah, how many spots are up for grab? Like realistically, how many people on how many players on this team are solidified they are going to be on this team we, right now? We we did a really good thing yesterday. I mean, we, we 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 got to 43 and then took it to 53. I would so say, you think about ten guys are still kind of in limbo? I you know, and that was the kind of the purposes of the of the video. I really think if we had to I think it. I think forty-eight are yeah. done are on the team because we had five of those guys that I think yeah, were pretty we felt, solid. Like the, we did. We feel good about Suafilo and guys like that. Where, yeah. where we had struggle was the last corner uh-huh. and the last wide receiver. receiver. Yep. yep. If Alumba goes out and struggles, 
you know, the, if he gets a pick, I, I, he's right there yeah. on the verge. Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson, yep. it could be either one. It could be both. How about how about that safety? That's another spot. I mean, you, we all talk about with oh. Wilson, but what about you know how many and they could maybe carry an extra guy there? I got another one too. Yeah. Remember a few years ago, Stephen McGee? Yeah, he played the last preseason game, played really well. If Mike White goes out, I'm, I'm I just don't see it happening. But if he goes out and if he plays balls a out, great you're game, right. yeah. I just don't think they're gonna. I think it, could it will be, be enough to say, you know what? Let's don't put him out there. So I don't think it'll happen because he's he's really kind of struggled and you know. But last game they kept it pretty simple. Got a for good him. drive last yes last. How week. about Jordan Chun? Is he gonna play? Yeah, I think he has to. He can play and run over people. And show, and if he gets any plays on special teams and makes a play, it's like, well, this guy, this is Should why. Should we remind people not to freak out this weekend when they cut Alfred Morris and they're going short at running back? Should yeah. we remind them of How that? short? Well, I think they'll go short. If, if Zeke doesn't show up, he's going to remain on the did not report right. list. So they're going to, if they, to carry an extra roster spot, they might have to do what they did to Kellen Moore a couple of years ago, knowing that Kellen Moore's a vested veteran and he doesn't, he's not subjected to waiver claims. Mm-hmm. So what you could do is you could cut a guy like you could have a deal with Alfred Morris. You cut him and then bring him back. But also you could think about bringing him back too for the week one stuff, you know, because of the contract, the guaranteed contracts, just sign him back. But who would they, who would they sign? They would they would, I mean who would they have on the fifty three if they that, that's him, what I'm saying. It him. might that might be the way they have to keep that's how they might have to keep uh, John? Griffin or somebody like that. No, they'll go short at running back. You would go short. So what? You're, you're thinking only have Pollard? And but they bring him back Tuesday. Ah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. you, get it, you get past those first couple days, right. and then you bring him and back. And then you bring him back because one. he's a vested veteran. Yeah, they, To save a roster spot, to save cutting a guy, it could be a little complicated, but keep an eye on what vested veterans they have and stuff like that because they very well could do this with Alfred Morris. That makes sense. Who's returning kicks and punts? Tavon. Tavon is doing the the punts and then the kicks. It might be Pollard. Might be Pollard. Yeah, and then but the, he wouldn't do that until Zeke is back, though, but, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't not, be starting running you know, back. You know, so back there. so few kick returns in, in you know in the True. NFL now. I think Jordan Lewis could be a guy that he's been he's done it before. Yeah. I could see him back there. Um, they saw so if Cedric Wilson makes this team too. I've, I've seen thoughts about him doing it as well. Has Alfred done that? No, no not kickoffs, really. kick returns. No. Not really. No. So your biggest spots that are up for grabs are what? Wide receiver? Wide receiver? Safety. How about safety. Safety. How about defensive end? We keep talking about Taco in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they got a lot of decisions to make on defensive yeah, line. Yeah, I they? mean, I think it could come down to uh, they might keep an ex, They might keep a defensive tackle instead yeah. of Taco. You know, one Ross, decision that, yeah. that was – we talked about McGovern's injury, but Jalen Jelks also has a foot sprain. He's in a walking boot. Yeah. He could be a guy that goes to IR. That, um, that's your guy, right? Yeah, your you know, I, he 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 kind of he was on the um, Judge Roy scream, you know, at Six Flags. He was up and behind and just kind of plummeted, screaming all the way you down. You know, he he actually he plays well. He hit a little bit of a rookie wall. I I think that he's a practice squad or whatever would be great for him. You know, see what he does after yeah. he has off season. Injury reserve is not not a great spot, you know, because you don't practice. Yeah, it's like Rico's first year; he, he didn't practice. Yeah, you know, he needed that. But. All right, let's go around before we go. One guy that you are rooting for to make this team that's kind of on the bubble, mm. broadest guy, Jordan Chun. Why? Why do you want him to make it? I think he does a lot of things for you. He catches the ball well. He's learning how to block. He plays special teams. He's a tough runner. I, I give me a guy that's a complete player. I'll take him. Derek Devin Smith. 
I think he has ability. I think uh, the fact that he was drafted where he was signals that a lot of people thought he had ability, and I think he's finally, at least what he showed in training camp in the preseason, he's finally starting to maybe get to that point where he might be able to realize that. And if he really is that guy, if he really is that good of a receiver, then that gives you some flexibility, I think, going into the future in in what you do with your receiver position uh, next year and the year after that if you can keep him around. So I'd love to see him make this team. You know, I I would say those two guys right there, Chun and, and Devin Smith. But you know, I I want Alumba to make it. Yeah, there you go. But I just don't know if he if he can. I don't know if he. But he deserves it because he's done everything possible. I just don't know if they if they feel like he's fast enough to play in the NFL. But he has done every single thing they've asked him to do, and he's had a really good camp. I hope he plays well to the point Thursday night that. They have to keep him. That's what I hope. There you go. One guy that we haven't even mentioned on this show, and I'm kind of curious, I'm thinking maybe practice squad, if that. Mike Weber, any chance he makes his team? I don't think he makes his team. No, I don't think he does. But, I mean, practice squad stuff, yeah, clearly. Yes. He has a chance for practice squad. Absolutely. Okay. Well, man, this was fun. We were only going to do 30 minutes, but, hell, we could probably do another hour. But we got to go to work. Let's go. Okay. So, all right. I, I'm, I'm hot, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Can't wait to get out of this jacket. Well, Nick, thanks. Thanks for joining thank us. Derek, thanks for letting me host. Yeah. And uh, Shane, us, yeah. thank thanks you. for bringing that big watch. Yeah, appreciate it. Caden, thanks, thanks, for, uh, thanks for pushing all the buttons. William, thanks for getting us on the air. Uh, shows will be no shows tomorrow because mm-hmm. we have uh, a game. game. Friday, we're going at, I have it written down right here. Ten, let's see. Ten o'clock. We'll be talking Cowboys. Ten forty-five. We'll the break. Ten thirty. Hanging with the boys. And then next week we will have a regular, regular, <laughs> regular schedule that's to be determined. We're waiting on uh, PR to let us know when the locker rooms open and all that stuff. So we'll be back to normal next week. We just don't know the times. We will let you know as soon as we can. Check out Deep Blue tomorrow, and we'll see you on Friday. Later. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?